This is Truth and Focus, your radio program for worldview talk and issues that matter, with Josh Cumston and Gordon Teeson, broadcasting from the studio at Nebraska Christian Schools. Welcome to Truth and Focus. I'm Gordon Teeson, along with my co-host, Josh Cumston. Well, Josh, you've now been here for two years as a superintendent at Nebraska Christian Schools. I'm just wondering if you could share with our listeners some of the things that you're looking forward to this school year. Gordon, we have about 210 students this year, and they come from 28 different communities in Nebraska and six different countries from around the world. And that mix of students is tremendous. We get a chance to share biblical truth every day through through math curriculum, through social studies curriculum, you know, through all of the curriculums, and really take the gospel message and, and take what students are learning in their churches and in their families and really partner with those, with those homes and those churches. A lot of things planned for the kids. One of the things we're really focused on this year is how to help our kids become leaders, leaders in, uh, in a Christian school, leaders in their youth group, leaders in their churches. But, but I think where we're going to find our success is not, not kids graduating from high school, but what happens to them in college and after college? Are they leading their families? Are they being leaders in their churches? Are they continuing a, a close walk with Christ? Are they making disciples in their community? You know, that's really where we are trying to focus this year as we, as we prepare our students. So what's the best way for a parent or prospective student to find out more information about Nebraska Christian Schools? You can go to nebraskachristian.org, O-R-G, online. We also have a Facebook page. In the spring, we try to have a, a visitation day where we invite prospective students and their families, or even if they just want to know more about Nebraska Christian, to come onto campus for a day, take tours, see what some of the classes are like. Obviously, you can call us as well, but using our, our webpage, nebraskachristian.org, would probably be the best way. We have a lot of information on that page and other contact possibilities. Today we're recording from the studios at Nebraska Christian Schools near Central City. Our guest today is John Hess. John is the student ministry pastor in Lincoln at Heritage Bible Church. Grew up in the Norfolk, Nebraska area. Welcome to the program today, John. Thank you. John, if you could help our listeners get to know you a little bit, we're going to listen to a portion of your message on the radio program today, but if you could tell us a little bit about your background and maybe how you became a Christian, that'd be helpful. Well, I grew up in Christianity. Both my father and grandfather are pastors, and so I was around the church and the gospel from a very young age and just kind of lived a quote-unquote good life for a long time and never really understood my need of a Savior or even what Jesus had done in its entirety. And over the course of years up into probably the beginning part of junior high, faced a lot of doubts and struggles with whether or not I was a true believer. And God really confirmed in my heart when I was about 13 years old that my faith and trust was in Christ alone. So I always tell people I'm not exactly sure when when I did become a believer, but I know today that my faith and trust is in Christ alone. God did a work in my heart over the next few years, kind of pulling my heart away from sports, which kind of dominated my life and started giving me a passion for working with young people, which, which then led to me pursuing pastoral ministry. With that, let's join John with today's message. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. I think last time I was here, I told you guys about my nephews. I have two 
little nephews. They're not as little anymore. One of them's five, the other one's three. And one of their favorite things to do is to play Angry Birds. So when I go over to their house, a lot of times the first thing that happens is when I walk in the door, my nephews will run up to me and they'll say, Uncle John, can we play Angry Birds? And they want my phone or they want my iPad so that they can play Angry Birds. But recently, somebody bought them this. I'm not sure who it was, but they got actual physical plastic Angry Birds in the building blocks. And so now when I go over there, here's something that they say to me a lot. Can you, like, build us a tower that we can knock over? And so I'll build them something, and they're like, no, make more. And normally when I build a tower, I put it on some type of book because the carpet is not really that great of a foundation, and the tower normally wobbles. But then sometimes they'll say, we want to build a tower for you to knock over. And they build their tower, and a lot of times they build their tower on top of a pillow. So they set it on this thing, and it's just wobbling. And if you hit, like, any part of the pillow, the whole thing falls over. Why? Because it doesn't have a good foundation. What I want to talk to you guys about this morning is how your foundation is going to determine your future. Your foundation is going to determine your future. So in Matthew chapter 7, we're going to start reading in verse 24. Here's what Jesus says. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. You guys have the privilege today to be in a Christian school. A lot of you guys probably have the privilege to have Christian family members, maybe many of you having Christian parents. A lot of you have probably grown up in the church. You've been around Christianity for a large portion of your life. And yet I have a question for you this morning. Is that faith, is that Christianity, is this good news, which you've probably heard about many times, is that really yours? Or is it just your schools? Is it just your parents? Is it just your churches? Because how many people do we know, and I could tell you lots of people that I know, that have grown up in Christianity, that have gone to a Christian school, that have been in a church for a large portion of their life, and yet today, they don't really want anything to do with Jesus. Today, they really don't want anything to do with the church. Today, they're basically living a life that is totally contrary to the Word of God. How does that happen? How does that happen? How does it happen that men who sat in the same classes as I did, studying to go into ministry, to be pastors, to be teachers, to be preachers of God's Word, would today no longer be walking in the truth? How do things like this happen? How do maybe people that you looked up to at one point in time in your life go from being people who we thought were once passionately pursuing Jesus Christ to now they want basically nothing to do with Him at all? 
And I think the answer lies in our text that we are visiting today. They did not have a solid foundation that they were building on. And soon many of you, and you may think this is a long way away, but soon many of you aren't going to be in Christian school anymore. Soon many of you are going to go off to college. Some of you are going to go off to the workplace environments that are not filled with Jesus Christ. You're not going to have a chapel service every week. You are not going to have people who on a daily basis are seeking to pour truth into your life. And you have an opportunity right now that may not be this same way ever again in your life. And that is an opportunity to choose which foundation you are going to build your life on. So what does it tell us from our text here this morning? Well, the first thing that we see is that there are two types of hearers. There's first of all, those who hear and act on what they hear. Then there is also those who hear and do not act on what they hear. Now as we go to this text, we see similar situations for both hearers. They both heard the words of Jesus. They both had adequate time to build their houses. And they both faced storms. But there was a drastically different outcome, was there not? One house stood, and it stood firm. The other house fell, and the text tells us this, that great was the fall of it. So what was the difference? They had all these similarities, but what was the difference? One was built on a rock. The other was built on what? Sand. It's when the storms come, and when challenges come, and when people come, and they seek to attack your faith. And when they seek to really push you and say, hey, is this really true? Do you really believe this? In that moment, you're not going to have a decision of whether or not to build on a rock or on the sand. Your decision will have already been made previous to that time. And what I want you to see this morning is that you have an opportunity today You have had an opportunity throughout your time in this Christian school, throughout your time in the church, to choose which foundation you are going to build on. And you can know for certain that if you build on a rock, your house is going to stand. It doesn't mean that storms won't come. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be things that aren't challenging to your faith. When I left high school, I went to a Christian school from kindergarten clear through 12th grade. I left high school and I actually went to a Christian university. But even at this Christian university, I walked in to my dorm room, I walked into classes, I walked into different circumstances where what I believed was challenged. Because all of a sudden, I was a thousand miles away from my parents I was a thousand miles away from the church that I grew up in, and all of a sudden I faced this question, do I really believe this? Do I really believe what God says in this word is true? And am I willing to bank my life 
on it. And some of you right now, the temptation would be to say, yeah, John, of course I believe that. Of course if I face challenges and I face pressures, I would fall on God's Word. I would. And my temptation would be to say this, well, I believe you, of course I believe you. But I'm a youth pastor, I work with students, I work with college students as well. And you know what I see time and time again? Kids coming into my office, kids coming to youth group, kids coming to Bible studies and saying, John, I don't know if I believe this. I've spent my whole life in Christianity. And just recently, I've come to a point where I don't even know if I believe this. How does this happen? This happens when you and I kind of cruise through life and we assume that we have a foundation that is solid, when in reality, we don't really know. And so when people threaten our faith, when people challenge our faith, all of a sudden questions start to pop into our minds, and here's a legitimate option. I could quit. I could leave. I could give up on Christianity. These storms come and these pressures come and I don't have answers for these things and I don't know what to tell this guy and all of a sudden I don't know if I even believe the Bible's true anymore. So now what do I do? This text says this, the one who hears Jesus' words and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. I don't think there is anyone in this room who could honestly look up here and say, John, I have not heard the words of Jesus. You guys, again, go to Christian school. This is emphasized a lot. What does God have to say about this? What does His Word have to say about how I live my life? About how ultimately I can be rescued from my problem of sin? And the Bible paints this picture and says the only way that you can be rescued, the only way that I can be rescued, is through Jesus Christ alone. But yet, this book goes on even further and begins to map out truth for our lives. That all springs from this good news about Jesus Christ. And you want to know what we do so often? I don't need this book. Did we study this at school? Come on. I go to church, John. Give me a break. My parents, they talk about this at home with me. You want to know what this text says? If you hear the words of Jesus and you don't do them, you're a fool. And you're like a man who built his house on the sand and when the storms came, it was destroyed. So today, I want you to grab hold of this and I want you to understand this. You are building on some foundation. You are. Right now, you are currently building on some foundation. Now either that is as a foolish man who hears Jesus' words and ignores them, which then your foundation would be sand. Or today, it could be as a wise man who hears the words of Jesus and does them. And the text says at that point, you would be a wise man who builds his house on a rock. You currently are building some foundation, on some foundation. I think this is so important and so critical, again, that you understand fully because of this. You do not provide your foundation. 
You merely build on top of it. I'm going to say this again. You don't provide your foundation. You merely build on top of it. And why this is so awesome for Christians and for believers is that Jesus Christ throughout the Scripture is painted as our foundation, as our cornerstone, as our rock on which we can build our lives. And why is this so exciting? Because when has Jesus ever failed? When has He ever not come through on what He's promised? When has there ever been a time in which you said, yes, I'm clinging to this truth, and Jesus has let you down? And the answer is, there hasn't been a time. Why? Because Jesus won't fail. Jesus is this rock, this fortress, that you and I can rest our lives on and know it's going to be secure. You currently are building on some foundation. And either it is the foundation of the truth of the Word of God and Jesus Christ and His glorious Gospel, or it is something else. There is no middle ground. You can't say, John, well, well, I'm indifferent right now. I'm not sure if I want to pursue Jesus. I'm not really sure if I want to bank my whole life on Him. But I'm not really sure that I want to just turn away from Him either. There's not middle ground here. There's no in-between that it's like, uh, I'm not really sure. You are either building on one foundation or you're building on the other. And they're going to lead to drastically different outcomes. So for you today, recognize this. You will face storms that will test your foundation. What's it going to look like? It could look like a lot of different things. But how many of you have ever been involved in a conversation in which someone has challenged you, maybe in regards to creation, maybe in regards to the evolution aspect, different questions of science that have said, see, the Bible isn't true. And you guys ever had that? As you continue on in your life, these things are going to happen. So it may look like people challenging you right at the core of your faith in challenging the Scripture. It may look like trials. Things that come into your life that you kind of look up at God and you say, God, why are you doing this? I don't get this. I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense to me. And honestly, you entertain the thought in your mind that says, is this Christianity even worth it? When I was in seminary, training to be a pastor, I had grown up in Christian school. I'd gone through Christian college. I was in the first year of seminary. I had had a lot of Bible. I had heard a lot about Jesus Christ. And I was dating a girl at the time. We were probably a couple months away from engagement. I was really excited about the fact that God was going to allow this to happen so that we could serve Him together. One day, my girlfriend calls me and she says, I've been having doubts about this for a long time. And long story short, over the next two weeks, our relationship is over. And you want to know what I thought? God, how could you do this? 
How is this good? How are you sovereign in the midst of this? I had this all planned out. I knew it was going to happen. I knew where it went from here. I was going to finish seminary. I'm going to go to Lincoln. I'm going to take this position as a youth pastor. And we're going to serve you together. And all of a sudden, all that's gone. And you want to know what I thought in my mind? I don't know if I want this anymore. I was 23 years old. I had grown up in Christianity. I was studying to be a pastor. And you want to know what came? Storms into my life that tested the foundation that I was resting on. And I entertained in my mind the thought of quitting on Christianity. Throwing in the towel. But you want to know what is so beautiful about this text is that even if your house isn't necessarily the most well built, that even if your faith isn't maybe the most defined and you know how to give every single answer and you know how to respond to every single trial, your foundation will hold you. And over the course of the next few months, I was hardly even reading the Scripture other than what I was doing for class. I wasn't really talking to God in prayer. And I was entertaining these thoughts about just walking away, just quitting. I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I don't know if I want this Christianity thing anymore. And this is what I pursued for a while. But you want to know something? Because my foundation was sure. God didn't let me quit. He did not allow my house to crumble. And pretty soon I started picking up my Bible again and I started pouring into the book of Hebrews. And it started talking over and over about don't cast away your confidence. Hold fast to your assurance. Keep running the race with endurance. Look to Jesus. Don't quit. And at that point, I realized something. That God, in the midst of this storm, I don't have it all together. But I know that even in this storm, my foundation will not be shaken. And one of my favorite songs has this line in it, and it says, When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, You're my hope and stay. And guys, today you may not be facing storms. But they will come. And know that your foundation is going to be tested by these storms. So how do you know which foundation you're building on? Well, here are two questions that you can ask yourself. Number one is this. Do you study the words of Jesus for yourself? I'm not asking if you go to Bible class. I'm not asking if you go to a church. I'm not asking if you have Christian parents. I'm asking, do you open up this Word and pour into this because you want to hear from Jesus? The second question is this. Do you act 
on the words of Jesus that you already know. So often I have young people who come into my office and say, John, I need to know what to do. I need to know God's will. Tell me God's will. And they normally have some situation that they want me to help them work through and process through. And here's what I always tell them. What are you doing right now with what you know God has told you to do? Because we are so good at taking information and kind of pushing some off to the side and saying, yeah, I know I should be doing this, but I don't really want to right now. And we're like, God, I want the big picture. Tell me what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Tell me who I'm going to marry. Tell me how I'm going to do this. That'd be really awesome. And God says this, how are you pursuing holiness today? And young people, if you're not pursuing holiness today, a serious question that you have to ask yourself is, what reason do you have to believe that you will ever pursue holiness in the future? Do you act on the words of Jesus that you already know? No one can pursue Jesus for you. I cannot choose the foundation that you build on, and God knows that if I could, I would. I look at some of these young people in my youth group who kind of throw away their lives. And I think, God, I just wish I could make these choices for them. I wish I could choose the foundation that they build on, but I can't. And for you today, your teachers can't do this for you. Your parents can't do this for you. Your youth pastor, your pastor, they can't do this for you. You make a decision which foundation you're going to build on. So today, grab a shovel and start digging. Start getting into this word and saying, I need to know Jesus. I need to know truth. Why? Because this is my foundation. And I need it to be solid. So that when the storms come, the end result of my life is not that it fell and great was the fall of it, but that it stood firm. Not because I'm awesome. Not because I'm great. But because my foundation is the best available. It's Jesus Christ. And I stand on Him alone. So as I tell my nephews so often, if we're really going to build a sweet angry bird tower, we need to have a good foundation. If you are going to build your life in a way that lasts and remains, you have to have a good foundation. So today, what are you building on? What are you banking your life on? Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for Jesus and we're so thankful that You have sent Him to redeem us and rescue us. But God, my fear is for many today that may not be building on a foundation that is going to last. They might be riding on the heels of their parents or their church or even this school. 
And I pray that you would help everyone here to take a moment to evaluate in their own hearts, is this faith really mine? Do I really believe this and rest on this? And to ask ourselves tough questions. If we really study these words of Jesus and if we really act on the ones that we already know. Thank you for this time that we have to open your word. And we pray all of this in the good name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to a message by John Hess. He's a student ministry pastor at Heritage Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, this wraps up the program today. You've been listening to Truth and Focus. For my co-host, Josh Cumston, this is Gordon Thiessen. Thanks for joining us as we encourage, engage, and equip Christians in today's culture war while bringing the truth in focus. Mm-hmm.